At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, folks. Uh, before we get started, I just want to let you know, if you've ever wanted to buy something, store.com nlcast.com we have merch t-shirts posters stickers all kinds of good stuff tote bags and if you go right now between now and uh the 7th which is saturday you can save 20 percent with promo code your mom that's 20 percent over at store.nlcast.com promo code your mom Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by DrawYourPicture.com, where you can get me to draw you just about anything. Check out what I've done for others and see what I can do for you at DrawYourPicture.com. Also by our patrons like Cyber Ninja X, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get patron-only bonus stories, stickers, and more. Join today at Patreon.com slash that store show. Hey, this is Reagan, and you're about to listen to the worst show in America, That Story Show. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hallelujah! You're watching! Hey, who's cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into the street. I left her some guano. Hey, podcast people, this is that story show where we bring your real life stories into the spotlight. It's episode 410, brought to the week of May 5th. 2022 i'm your host my name is james kennison and my good friend is here hey i'm john and james you know what i i I took an extra pair of socks to uh play golf the other day you want to know why (laughs) no (laughs) yes just in case i got a hole in one (laughs) be prepared that's what they always taught us yes thank you john thank you james and thank you reagan for that exhilarating intro Oh, worst show. Come on. Worst show. We've played that before, but it was worth it. (laughs) In America? In America. The worst show in America. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah. We're just really good at being the worst. Well, today is a special day. And um, it is a theme show day. It is. And today's theme show is Mates and Dates. And... We're really excited because we've been asking for your stories about your loved ones, your married peoples, and the dates that you've been on and tried to go on and the cringy stories that go along with relationships. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you, we got so much content that I'll go ahead and make this announcement now. We're going to do two of these in a row because we have so much stuff left over. So I I filled up an entire show and bonus content and there's still so much left over so we're gonna do two of these in a row yeah i'm excited so part one this is part one part one we gonna have a two-parter i know never ever 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 have ever ever done that before so i'm excited 110 episodes and this is the first two-parter i know it's it's great i love it love it all right, uh, this is uh, our opening story. It's called The NLCast Family, and it's ah. from Alita Tichnell, who we love dearly. Yes. Uh, so this story is for Ma- Mates and Dates show. She says, I met my husband because of a podcast. Both of us followed the same hosts and listeners on Twitter. Back then, the Twitter format was such that you could see everybody's at replies in your timeline. And there were a few of us that would tweet each other daily. It was a good break from working a job I didn't love. 
After a few months, he started direct messaging me and we got along great. And he started emailing and texting me, man, they're, they're just getting flirty Yeah, with my permission. She says, so <laughs> we started video chatting. Oh no. Oh. Big time. Big time. <laughs> just, you know, step by step. It's, it's slow though, you know, but it's, yeah. it's so techie though. It's so modern. It's such a cool way to do it. So we started yeah. video chatting and we talked every day after work and we became best friends so quickly. He came to visit me during Thanksgiving 2009. It was the first time we had seen each other in person and he was brave enough to meet my parents. Mm-hmm. I knew he was the one. We oh, fell in love immediately and never looked back. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you haven't figured out, the name of the podcast that we listened to was called Nobody's Listening and James called us the Inocast Couple. We got married on May 5th, 2012, 10 years ago today. Wow. Mm. John officiated our wedding and we were so happy. We had a baby girl in 2014, uh, 2014, the Inelcast baby, as she's been dubbed. (laughs) And we were married five years before he passed in 2017. And Mm. it was the best years of our lives. We cherished our online relationships and friendships so much. And I continue to appreciate all these online friends that we have, both those that were fortunate enough to meet in person and those I hope to still meet one day. Alita Titchell. So this whole thing is in honor of Alita. And today is her, would have been her 10th anniversary. So happy anniversary, Alita. We love you. We love your baby. Even though your baby is yeah, like okay. old now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> your baby is beautiful. And, yes. And uh, she looks like her mom and her dad, both. Yes. And uh, it's just such a such an awesome story. They never would have met without us, even though there's a tragedy in there. There's so much love. Yeah. And uh, it's one of those things where Alita wouldn't have traded anything uh, for the time that she had. And she's still desperately in love with with him and um yeah and and i follow them religiously and stalk them online so anyway we're ready to now jump into john is there anything you'd like to say i've I've been talking my head oh man i i have a picture of them from their wedding day it's in front of this uh uh it's i I guess it would be a norse uh chapel it was such a a really cool wedding experience and it wasn't you know real long ceremony because i i did it and i don't know why they would want me to do it but i was so honored um and that was actually the first time that i had met them in person wow and um you know we had talked on the phone and stuff like that and it was just such an incredibly wonderful experience and um was so honored to uh to be a part of their their life and um Lita, love you love your little nl cast baby and blessings <laughs> be upon both of you yes today and every day absolutely absolutely let's rewind the week all right so um i i I think i've told somebody about this but i don't think i've said it on the show um by the way weekly rewinds are just stuff we do um where we tell the story from the last seven days or so sometimes we cheat on that and we we, because Cause sometimes things happen and you're like, this would make a good weekly update. And then two <laughs> weeks go by. <laughs> so it still counts anyway. It does. It, it's yeah. a weekly update from another week. Yeah. That's it's all just, right. we just time shift it. That's what they call it. It's time shift. Time shift. Yeah. Yes. So, um, we were, me and my son were coming home. Uh, I just picked him up from school and, uh, we stopped at a stop stoplight and uh, I was watching people. I always watch people when I'm at stoplights, people cross the road. It's a very busy city, you know, atmosphere. Uh, so you have to be attentive. And I see a couple of people and they're not walking. It's their turn to walk and they're not walking. And, and so I'm curious, what are they doing? A lady pulls out a handkerchief and flaps it out like she's spreading a, you know, a, 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 a tablecloth over a table. Um, and I realized she's probably picking up poop off the ground, but I'm like, why with a <laughs> handkerchief? And why would you worry about she it? She didn't like that handkerchief. It was, uh, down in the gutter, uh, where the, the, the sidewalk goes into the road. 
And I couldn't see what she was placing the handkerchief over. It took a minute. She was kind of down there a long time and she was kind of shifting her weight around and moving and sliding. And pretty soon what emerged over the top of the curb with her help was a turtle. A turtle? Yeah. Or a tortoise. St. Louis? Yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily we were right next to Tower Grove Park. And this turtle had apparently crossed the road or was on its way to to get out of the park to cross the road. And this lady and this other gentleman did not want this turtle to get hurt. So they were trying to help move it, but they didn't want to touch the turtle. And I was like, Jay, I love turtles so much. They're they're my favorite animal. (laughs) I was like, dude, we need to save this turtle. Jump out of the car real quick and go over there and grab it and put it in the grass. And Jay's a city boy. He doesn't know nothing. So he's like, touch a turtle. And he's very shy. So he was like, <laughs> he, he was like, what if it doesn't like the grass? I'm like, Jay, it's a turtle. It, it, it either likes it. dirt if it's a tortoise or it likes water. And both of them are in the park. So get out. And then the light turns green. He's like, shoo. I can just hear him say oh. it, even though he never said it out loud. <laughs> I, I almost stopped the car. And jumped out. I said, Georgia James would take care of this thing. I'll touch that turtle. I ain't worried about nothing. Yeah. Even if it was a snapping turtle, I would, I'd go out there and get it from behind and Grab pick it, it up. The right place. Yeah. And, uh, and move it. Um, but I think it got taken care of because, because uh, ah. we had to leave. It was time to go. It was, you, you don't stop in St. Louis. I did that today. I stopped at an intersection thinking there was a stop sign and there wasn't. And that is a cardinal Ooh. sin in the city, dude. I got a I horn laid on me. Oh my goodness. It was like a cat of nine tails across my back. I got He's probably lucky it was just a horn, huh? Yeah, exactly. A big old four Yikes. by four truck behind me laying on the horn. It's like, I, I just I made a simple mistake. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, city. I don't know. So that wasn't for me. Every time honking because you knew me, were you? Every time you misuse a stop sign or actually stop for one, that's what misusing is called around here. Every time you use oh. one properly, the the arch sags just a little bit in sadness. So <laughs> you're in it tarnishes. Louis. It's not as shiny as it yeah, was. That stainless steel gets a little stained. Yeah. So anyway, well, that thing's probably really messed up by now, huh? Yeah. But you you wouldn't you wouldn't know it, but. People don't like stop signs, but they are every, every other block. It's like, there's a stop sign and there's a lot mm. of blocks and, uh, I, yeah. city driving uh. is chaotic at best. So anyway, uh, somebody saved that turtle and thank God they did. Um, because I, I would have had to have parked <laughs> and gone and, and, and pulled it, <laughs> pulled a George James. So. Anyway, well, you know, it's, it's good. You got, I saw a turtle trying to cross the road, uh, the other day. I didn't stop to get it cause he was almost completely off the road. And I was like, oh, you know, he's going to make it. He's yeah. Fine. Plus it was in the other lane and I, I felt, I felt safe that the turtle would be safe as well. But you know, that, that story, it actually kind of rings something. You remember Perry Grip had a song about turtles and tortoises, right? No, I, I love Perry Grip, but I don't remember the song. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I used to play it all the time. And when I was a kid's pastor, um, and it's, it's talking about the differences between a turtle and a tortoise. So I'll just let you, I'll just let you Google that. Yeah. Check it out on YouTube and, and appreciate it. I and, will uh, love to do that. Yeah. It's good. Good friend of the show, Perry Grip. I he's never listened that I know of, but uh <laughs> or I like been to on think, it. <laughs> so. Yeah. That he, you know, is 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 a good friend of ours. Yeah, I like him. I think it's all one sided though. I you yeah. know, he's he's too well, famous I, for us. I took a picture of you and him together. You remember that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. I thought he was pretty pretty cool dude. He was. Very cool. Um, very talented. But that's not my story. Yeah. Very talented indeed. Yeah. I, I would love to run into him again. I, I have a story that has nothing to do with perigrip or turtles, um, but I do apologize in advance. It does have to do with a uh, bathroom. Okay. So um, we'll get through it somehow. We'll get through it. And, you know, I know it's cliche for me to tell a bathroom joke, but here we go. It's not even a joke. It's a true story happened to me. So I was uh, in the bathroom here on our our school campus, and um, th- as an adult uh, in a school full of ch- you know children and young people, I, I don't 
like to be in, in, in the same bathroom where there's, there's kids, you know, yeah. especially if I've got to sit down. Um, and we do have some staff bathrooms, but I wasn't in a building that had one. So I was like, this is a safe place. You got to know where you got to go. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and there's some bathrooms on campus that like nobody goes to. I think we've had this conversation before. So I, I had to have a, a, a sit down type, uh, visit to the bathroom. Okay. Uh, you know, just like you do. And I don't like to do that, but I had to, it was, it was necessary for me to do this. Mm. And, um, so I was in, in this bathroom and it's, a, it's kind of a smaller one, but it's got, it's got a couple stalls and a, and a place where guys can use it. And, um, I was in there and I was just being quiet and doing my thing and somebody walked in and it's fine. You know, I you know, kind of did the obligatory, <clears throat> you know, kind of thing just so they don't try to open the door and, and everything, you know, just, you know, no, no talking just, back and forth. Just the, just the making a thing. little noise. Yeah. A little rustle in the, in the, you know, the paper and whatnot, just so the, the people know that there's another soul in there Shifting just, the feet. just in case they yeah. decide to let something fly that they don't need to. So anyways, that's, that's where I was and that's what was happening. So I'm there and, um, and the other person, the other guy finishes up and, and washes his hands and, and leaves. And as he leaves, he turns off the lights. Oh! And and I'm I'm like, sh- should I say something like, "Hey, <laughs> Help! Turn off the lights on me," <laughs> or or should I sit there quiet? And James, I am not ashamed to tell you, I just sat there quietly, <laughs> and I said nothing. Of course you and did. And I finished everything that I needed to do, and I was in complete darkness, uh... and um. I I was able to successfully complete my task and 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 make it back to the sink and and and, and turn the lights on after uh, I wash my hands, of course. Right. And the whole time I'm I'm washing my hands in the dark, thinking I hope nobody walks in here while I'm washing my hands in the dark because that's going to be a weird, <laughs> awkward thing to have <laughs> you, you to. You know explain. what I love about this? I, I I have blind people on the brain because I went to the uh, Illinois Council of the Blind convention this weekend. And, uh, yeah. and had a great time representing that story show. Uh, thanks to Terry Helsley and, um, and Jill Helsley, who I saw there, a couple of our listeners, but, um, uh, b- we have blind people that listen to our show who are going, yeah, what's the, what's, what's funny about this? <laughs> people turn the lights out on me all the time. Yeah. I don't, I don't give a crap about lights at all. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that is the worst though for a sighted yeah. person <laughs> it's just like you don't need to be able to see but there's something about bathrooms and monsters you know yeah it's so dark there's no windows in that bathroom yeah, I mean, yeah. it's yeah it was so dark and i was like I, you know when you you get it you're in the dark for long enough you, you can actually the what the the tiniest light is very bright right, right. i was in there that long <laughs> Uh, in the dark and I just kept thinking I hope nobody comes in uh, uh, and like turns the lights on and gets scared because there's somebody in here and, uh, and then I'd really have to explain so I you know fortunately nobody did oh I, good I, just by myself good 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 oh, I'm glad you survived it's a terrible yeah, thing <laughs> it's a terrible thing next time shuffle your feet around get your feet next to the edge that way people can see maybe whistle a little bit maybe grunt um Maybe I should. Maybe I wasn't loud enough. Maybe I should have done all that. Okay, so I have one more weekly update that I shouldn't share, but I will. I went when I was on vacation recently. We went to Branson to Silver Dollar City, and we went to see the Jesus performance, Sight and Sounds, Mm, mm. uh, Jesus performance. I think I mentioned that on the show. But what I I don't remember you saying that. Oh, really? It it was really good. Um, um, But anyway, I uh, during the intermission, I go to the bathroom, and it's the one and only time that you'll wait in line is after a movie or during an intermission, you know, as a man Mm -hmm. to wait in line. But I knew a shortcut thanks to my wife and the help of a uh, staff member. And I got in there quick and, uh, and it filled up around me, but there was a guy in the stall and, uh, I just (laughs) want to say there was a lot of noises coming out, things falling in water, uh, sounds of pain. And, uh, just suddenly, you know, just oh. like all at one time, like, oh, <laughs> and, what? and I whispered under my breath. I was like, bless him, Lord. And the guy next to me started laughing so loud. <laughs> He's, he freaking snorted. <laughs> In the bathroom. Yes. And we're, you're not even supposed to talk or acknowledge no, yeah. people when they're just next to silent. you. 
And the only time people will pee in a urinal next to each other is when there's no other option, like at a football game or, you know, at the fair or something like this. And so he, we broke all kinds of rules and I was laughing. He's like, you got me snorting, man. That was wonderful. I needed that so bad. (laughs) So anyway, bless him, Lord. Listen, Lord, I, I was sincerely concerned. I'm like, there's 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 internal organs coming out or something over there. I don't know what's going on. Help this man recover from whatever it is he ate. Oh my goodness. All right. Was well, the show that bad? We, yeah, he's got convict he's he's expelling demons in there or something. <laughs> uh, get get the behind me. Get behind my behind, Satan. Um anyway, uh it is a theme show. And uh, so we do have a couple of announcements. Um, first of all, I want to say that we are doing this again next week. Dates and mates part two. Yes. I know I mentioned it, but I just want to make it official one more episode. So you have time to get your stories in. If you have been procrastinating James at NLcast.com is where you send them in. We're looking for stories about marriage, dating, you know, cringy stuff from elementary school, middle school, whatever. I don't care. Also June 11th, 2022 is Narthex con. I mention it here during this segment instead of pre-show because people are signing up last minute and that is wonderful. That is fine to do. But if you really think you're going to come, you need to go ahead and sign up and get in line because uh, seats are limited. We are going to have a very great space to meet in. It's going to be wonderful. We're going to be telling stories and recording live and shaking hands and, and, and signing autographs and doing all kinds of stuff like that. Registration is open at narthex.com or narthexcon.com. I wish I owned narthexcon. I mean, (laughs) narthex.com. That would be awesome. But anyway, narthex.com. That'd be awesome. (laughs) All right. It's time for us to jump into some featured stories. So, um, this is a segment we don't do every time, but we do have some of our own dates and mates style stories. And so I wanted to tell one that I've never told before. I've told so many stories about me and Jen over the years. It was hard for me to find one that I hadn't told. So this is one where it was the first day that we went out together. It wasn't a date though, because we met at a McDonald's and then my sister and her friends left me at the McDonald's at my request and Jennifer drove me home with her friends and, and and that was kind of my plan, you know? So, but I called her, I didn't get her number, but I found it. I had to call progressively nerdier and nerdier people. And that should have been my my warning right there that I was, I was way above my station (laughs) with this girl because she was really smart. And I, and, and I kept calling, I call like a friend and I'm like, do you know, Jennifer, uh, Dumont's, you know, uh, number. And they're like, no, but so-and-so does. And I'm like, Oh, that's a nerd. (laughs) And so I called this person. I'm like, you don't know me because I'm, you're not in any remedial classes, but I need Jennifer <laughs> Dumont's phone number. Anyway, I got, I finally get older. We talked forever. And, and then, uh, she called me and she mm. asked me to go with her to this Baptist convention youth thing. Um, Ooh. I can't, it was called something weird. Bam, bam, or wah, wah, or something like, I can't remember what it was, but centrifuge. No, it was, it was a, it was a trippy little, little name like wah, wah or something or bam, bam, or bam, bam, wah, wah. Yeah. It was something like that. Anyway, I I don't know. We went to it, but we spent the entire time together in the lobby where they were sell, where the vendors were, because there was this painting that spanned the entire circumference of the lobby and it was the history of St. Simon's Island, I guess, because there were, wow. there were Indians up there. There were uh, conquistadors painted up there. And the funny thing was the Indians, and, and I say Indians before you just, you know, pause your email. Uh, Indians call themselves Indians. Okay. So, you know, if you, if you want to get upset, get upset at, at white people, not at me. Um, uh. 
anyway, the Indians in the in the uh, in the mural had these uh, funny weapons. Um, I, they should have been painted differently. And I and I started making fun of the painting, not the people in it. Uh, but they had these sticks with conch shells on top mm-hmm. of it, and the sticks it's were conch shells. Yes. And the sticks were painted very thin and I talked about how that wouldn't work as a weapon, but maybe that's why they were called conch shells. Cause yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you conk them over the head and oh, she just laughed and laughed and laughed like it was the funniest thing in the world. Like you do when you're in love with somebody, you know? Yeah. And that's when, that's when she slid her hand into mine for the first time <gasps> after oh. I made that joke. She was waiting for you to make a joke so she could hold I, your hand. I made her laugh the entire night. It was it was oh, great, but the oh, the conch shell joke was the one that sealed the deal. The so. de- <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. So anyway, that's that's mine. That's that's how I held hands with a girl for the first. No, it wasn't the first time, but with her for the first time. <laughs> with her, yeah. I mean, you found the one, man. Yeah. That's true. I, I mean, it, the you, conch shell. We're going to be celebrating 26 years next month. So, Whoa. yeah, pretty proud 26. of 26. Yeah. I just celebrated 24 last month. Hey, happy anniversary, yeah. man. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Um, conch, yeah. conch you in the head with a conch shell weapon. So, oh, James, you're so funny. I know, man. Hold my Hold hand. Hold my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, whatever it takes, I, I too. you know. Yeah, whatever it takes, and 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 obviously it works. So, hey, ladies and gentlemen, you know if you if you're looking for a great pickup line, uh, go to St. Simon's Island, Georgia, <laughs> to the convention Walk center. The convention center. Look for that picture and make that joke. Maybe <laughs> who knows? I mean, you know what you should do is go back to that site, James. Oh. Get a picture together and then put a plaque on the wall. Say, James and Jen. Fell in love right here. No, no, that wasn't where we fell in love. I could tell you that story too, but no, oh, that's oh. where we we held hands. First held hands for the gotcha, first time. Gotcha. Yeah. Ah, man. Well, <laughs> I, I I got a story. Okay. My feature story is 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 about my wife too, because you know, because you told one about your wife. Yeah. I, I would, yeah. But this was before we even started dating. We 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 were not a couple. In fact. When we first met each other, we were like, uh, she had just gotten out of a relationship and was like, I'm not really interested in dating anybody right now. And I just was kind of like, well, I've made a commitment to not date anybody for a little while. So. Yeah, you were still wiping the clown makeup off from the last girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. No, that okay. <laughs> Go back and listen to the clown letdown for that little reference, yes. y'all. That's uh, I don't know what episode it is, but it's in there somewhere. Um, yeah, good one, good one. Thank you. No, but Amy and I we met uh, through mutual friends, and and so because you know we wanted to hang out with our friends, and they were with each other, um, we kind of inevitably would be hanging out at the same time. And so my friend, uh, who was also my roommate at the time. Um, was engaged to her friend, like her best friend from, you know, back in the town that they grew up in. Mm-hmm. And um, we had all decided to just go to Taco Bell like college kids do. You just, that's all you can afford. So you go to Taco Bell. And um, we were there. And uh, I was like, you know, this this girl, she's, she's kind of cute. And um, <laughs> I, I might be interested in dating her perhaps one day, getting to know her. And I was sitting there with my friend, Mark, and I say, like, hey man, uh, I, I I gotta I gotta let one go here, <laughs> and um, I gotta test the waters because I knew if it was no. gonna work out, she would have to accept me for who it, I. It, that is true, but no. Listen, I didn't want to get my hopes up, and <sighs> you know, and then then be dashed, you know, six months later when one accidentally slipped out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just, you know, I didn't, wasn't going to be gross about it and make a joke about it. I was just going to let it happen. And so, but I wasn't going to do that right next to her because I wasn't that brave. And um, so she went up to, you know, get her food at the counter or whatever. And so I just, you know, right there in the Taco Bell, I ripped one. And, and uh, <laughs> she, she, um, she didn't, 
she didn't make any kind of indication that she heard it. Uh-huh. Um, but she accepted, you know, the fact that whatever happened just happened. I kind of giggled and laughed like an idiot like I do. And um, I don't remember the, the room clearing out or anything. I, that's stricken from my memory, I, I guess. But uh, she came back and sat down. We had our meal and, you know, laughed and stuff. And I thought, okay, well, you know. She's the one. Uh, she well she passed that test <laughs> and then years later or not even years later i guess after you know we had finally gotten to date and and hang out with each other i said hey remember that time in the taco bell when i did that i said what were you thinking she's like oh i was embarrassed for you i was embarrassed for you <laughs> i'm like oh so you didn't think it was funny or anything huh no i was just embarrassed for you i just pretended like i didn't hear it that's funny that's funny. So that's my story. So so what I want to know is your last name is Steinklover. And yeah. at what point did she learn this and what was her reaction? Because oh. she had to have been thinking into the future and like, do I really want this name? So was it, yeah. a, was it a step up? My wife considers my name a step up from her. She didn't like her last name. So... Uh. What 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 was her reaction? I'm just interested. Well, um, her last name was Millsaps. Oh wow! And that's yeah, hard. Millsaps. That's difficult. Which it is, I guess. It's kind of. I thought it was kind of cool because apparently there's a, a country singer Ronnie Millsap or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but not Millsaps. Not. Yeah, true. Right? There's an S at the end. Of, yeah. of hers. I I don't know. It's um, it certainly is more uh, consonants. Um, but she. I thought she was impressed by it, my last name, and uh, she took it. Yeah, she she, she took it. So okay, uh, you can't can't have it back. Yeah, <laughs> good deal. <laughs> I don't remember the, the whole. I do remember a conversation about it, but I don't remember. If she was like, "Oh my goodness, I can't do that." Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to think this one through. I'll get definitely back to you not in a hyphenating. Weeks. <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> Millsap Steinklobber, and that sounds like a bad guy, you know. In a Russian <laughs> horror movie or something, yes. you know. My name is yeah. Milstap Steinglaber. Oh. I would eat you, eat your brains. All right, uh, let's let's get into the feature of the day. I, I'm so excited about some of these stories. They are so great. Yes, yes me too. At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. All right, um, brought to you by Audible. Try Audible Premium Plus free for 30 days. Get one credit or two if you're a Prime member. Uh, Good for any premium select titles. Yours to keep. Plus their catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. No credits needed for those. They'll even send you a reminder email before your trial ends. You've got nothing to lose. Visit audibletrial.com slash TSS to start your free 30-day trial today. Thank you, Audible, for sponsoring us. Let's get into our first show, The Same Parts, our first story, that is, The Same Parts. And it is brought to us by Laurel Beck. All right, here we go. My boyfriend and I had been dating a good solid six months when he invited me to travel to Portugal with him and his parents. The best part of the whole situation was the parents would be paying for my travel. As a 20-something-year-old with the mature responsibilities included, I would never have been able to foot the bill for that sort of trip, complete with hotel stays and dining out. I was going to, it was going to be the trip of a lifetime. So I hopped on the plane with my man and his mom and his dad heading to Europe. This sounds like a bad movie. 
<laughs> I think it sounds awesome. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it sounds like uh, it should be called European vacation or something like that. So I <laughs> got you. Yeah. Right. As soon as we stepped off the plane, his mother said she felt so sick because she could never sleep on a plane. She needed some rest in the hotel room. Well, being the wonderful Christian people they are, they booked two rooms in the hotel. And obviously my boyfriend and I couldn't stay in the same room. So we had to separate by gender. One of the rooms had two twin beds. The other had queen size bed. And wouldn't you believe it? The men claimed the bedroom with the twin beds before we even had a chance to think about it. I had known this woman for less than a year and, and, and she was the one that gave birth to my boyfriend. And now (laughs) I was going to have to sleep with her in the same bed, <laughs> same bed. the same covers, uh, toenail to toenail. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Toenails passing in the night, exchanging glances. <laughs> we went to our rooms and proceeded to lay down to rest after the long flight. This was the time before texting was available on cell phones. You remember that? And, uh, yeah, what? I I had no way to let my boyfriend know where we were or how we were or that he is seriously in trouble for jilting me from the room with the twin beds. <laughs> Within an hour of resting, his mother was shaking and crying because she felt so sick and I couldn't get a hold of her husband or my boyfriend. So I had to call the doctor from the front desk to save her and I didn't want her life on my hands. By the time I got off the phone, I was shaking in, in need of some serious intervention myself. When my boyfriend came to the door a half hour later, he looked rested and he offered to take me out to dinner while the doctor attended to his mother. Well, anything to get me out of that room. So I agreed. And when he asked why he was so selfish, when I asked him why he was so selfish as to abandon me with his mother in the same bed, he responded, well, y'all got the same parts. Uh, kinda, okay. What kind of response is that? And you marry him? <laughs> that, that would be like, I know I'm stranded in another country, but we are done. Because y- you and your dad, <laughs> y'all got the same parts too. <laughs> so yeah, I hope so. Oh, Anyway, fast forward four days. We were relaxing in the hotel room while his mother was taking a shower. His dad must have made himself scarce again. I must preface this with the fact that Portugal seemingly has no safety features in their hotel bathrooms whatsoever. The door to the shower was just a piece of swinging glass. The entire room was tiled with glossy ceramic tile. There was no grab bars. Even the sink was fastened to the wall without any legs. Everything was ceramic. When you add water to slippery ceramic, you are met with a very dangerous situation. And while we were finally alone to talk, All my boyfriend and I could hear was crash, bang, boom, (gasps) crash, followed by a long, low cry of pain. Oh, Oh, no. And then silence, followed by more silence. I told my boyfriend that he should go check on his mom, and he stared at me blankly, and he said the same thing again. You guys have the same parts. Come on, man. (laughs) Come on. We sat there staring at each other. And that's when I realized he had no intentions of checking on his mom. So I knocked on the door to see if she was okay, if she needed me to help her, hoping, hoping, hoping that no. Fortunately, she said in a weak voice, no, I'm okay, I think. Well, fortunately, she was okay. And lucky for him that she was, because if, if, (laughs) if if, if she had said, that I had the same parts and I had to see my potential future mother-in-law splayed out naked on the floor. It would be a wedding that would never happen. I did end up marrying this moron and we've been married for 17 years. And I've, I have never spoken to my mother-in-law about that trip and I never will. I have vowed to never let my husband forget, however. And I will also promise that I will never share the same bed with the girlfriend of one of my sons ever that's awesome it really Uh, brings it home when she phrases it that way yeah (laughs) how creepy that is (laughs) yeah you can just hang out with my mom y'all got the same parts you got the same parts it's all good (laughs) the logic of men oh man you poor laurel i feel bad for you mrs beck i do Yes, and and me too. But I'm also very thankful 
that happened because it was a great story for you to yes. send our show. Thank you so much. You. I saved a good uh, story for you. This was just for you. Did you? Oh, I know who this is from. Oh, yeah? You know, know him? I know Thomas from Georgia. In fact, uh, he... He works with me now. Oh, uh, he just—he <laughs> just hired him this week. Nice. And um, he goes. To, I go to church with Thomas. Hey, Thomas, how you doing? So he was sitting in the office, and he he got your message about about the show. Okay. Uh, about being on the show, he's like, "Oh, hey, I, I sent in a story. It's going to be read." And I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> so <laughs> now I know a little bit more about Thomas and his wife. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Um, here we go. This is uh, First to Fart by Thomas from Georgia. I figured since you're looking for a couple stories, I thought I'd share this one from when my wife and I were dating. We were at her house one evening, and we were sitting there talking with her mom. And while we were talking, she thought it would be a good idea to tickle me. Mm. What she did not know at the time is how much I hated being tickled. And when this happens, I will get immediate revenge. That's good to know. Uh, she kept it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, John, yeah, don't I, tickle Thomas. I will not tickle Because he Thomas, will get though. revenge immediately. <laughs> Immediate revenge. <laughs> He's much taller than keep, I am. Keep your hands off Thomas, John. Yeah, that's just, we'll, we'll take care of that. That's okay. Uh, so she kept at it no matter what I said. And I, I finally had had enough. And, and so I started tickling her. Uh-oh. Now, remember, her mom is still there. And I had her pinned on the floor, tickling her. And then all of a sudden, we hear a noise come from her. That is not laughing. Oh, no. She farted. This was the first time one of us farted in front of the other. It caught me off guard. I, I stopped. When I stopped, she ran to the bathroom and bear. <laughs> her mom started laughing hysterically. She eventually came out after some prodding, though. Uh, this story doesn't end here, though. About a month later, we were at the movies, and we saw some friends of ours, and we started talking. And not sure what brought this up, but one of our friends made the comment, it's not true love until you fart in front of each other. <laughs> <laughs> My wife immediately turned red and ran off. <laughs> <laughs> Same person says, well, now we know who farted first. <laughs> well, we all had a good laugh, and, and then I had to go find her so we could continue our date. Um. Obviously... It didn't run her off. We got married two years later, and we've been married for 16 years. Love the show, and hope this makes it on the show. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I got to play the bell. There we go. There you go. That one caught me off guard. There we go. Thanks, Thomas. That was great. Yes. Yes, Thomas. Thank (laughs) you. And that's really weird to read a story from somebody that that I work with. It's weird. I know. Later on, there's a story from a friend of mine. And I didn't realize it until after I had put it in the show. I'd read the whole thing and I read the end and I'm like, I know this guy. Oh my gosh. It changed the whole story for me. (laughs) Anyway, this one is absolutely classic. It's called sweet surprise. It is terrible. It's from Anna Clement in Oklahoma city. You'll know what I'm talking about in just a second. Our whole family loves your podcast. I hope you like our story. I do, but it's terrible and it's wonderful. (laughs) My husband and I met in my, on Match.com back in 2002 when it was still kind of shady to be dating online. I was a yeah. Baptist pastor's daughter who had just graduated from Bible college, and he was a United States Marine slash sailor slash stockbroker who had recently turned from his worldly ways to walk with the Lord. So he's looking huh. for a good woman, apparently. Um, yeah. After months of emailing back and forth, we finally decided to take our relationship to the next level by talking on the phone. (laughs) Wait, you said months? Yeah. Of emailing? And now, wow, that's, hey, I applaud that. I applaud that. These these women move slow. These these inner cast women, they they have morals, you know, they have standards. Um, They put their men through the paces. That's what I'll say. That's right. So, So at the end of our first conversation, I worked up the courage to invite this not quite stranger to meet up in person. And he volunteered to talk to my dad first and ask permission to meet me, even though I was 24 at the time. I was a traditional kind of girl and I appreciated his chivalrous overtures. So after a short conversation with my dad, we set a date. In just a few weeks, Chad would be driving from Dallas, Texas to meet me in my hometown of Amarillo. 
The plan was mm. he would leave after work Friday, get in late Friday night, check in his ho re hotel room, rest up for breakfast with my dad. Man, they were meeting for real. Oh, breakfast with dad. Brecky with dad. Oh, uh, man. Little did I'm he know scared. that I was planning a sweet little surprise for him when he arrived. In the course of our conversations, I managed to find out which hotel he would be staying at. And since I didn't know his favorite cookie, I made a huge basket full of every kind. <gasps> and I wrapped them up while they were still hot. And I walked them to the front desk of his hotel and asked the man to please make sure this sweet surprise would be waiting in Chad's room upon his arrival. Around 11 o'clock that night, I got the late night call from Chad. And he said, I'm about 20 minutes outside of town. I'm heading to my room. I responded, are you tired? To which he replied, I am, but I'm really excited to meet you. I'm excited to meet you too, I said with a shy giggle. And then I innocently whispered, when you get there, there'll be a sweet surprise waiting in your room. <laughs> oh, no. I heard a really long pause. No. <laughs> and Chad nervously said, is it you? <laughs> <laughs> He thought I'd found a way to be waiting in his room when he arrived. I was shocked. This girl would never. No, it's not me. It's a daggum cookie basket. I laughed and explained that I had made a big batch of fresh cookies and <laughs> had the front desk man leave them in his room. We both laughed and breathed a sigh of relief that I was not catfishing him, but indeed was the good Christian girl that he had driven all night to meet. We've been married for 19 years now, and we have 10 kids. Oh, and we still laugh and blush about my quote unquote sweet surprise. <laughs> love, love your podcast. Hope my story makes you smile. Anna Clement from Oklahoma City. Can you see what I meant oh. about this wonderful, horrible story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Got a sweet surprise for you. <laughs> I would have freaked out. Man. Yeah, yeah, because because there's two what? there's two feelings every man's gonna feel. I don't care who you are. One of them is a carnal feeling. <laughs> you're like, oh sure. boy. But then your morality kicks in. And you're like, no, this ruins everything. This is not the kind of woman I wanted. I didn't want this kind of thing. But but then the other part of brain is like, yeah, but still. <laughs> You know, nervously oh. is it you because there's the sweet part and that's the yeah. carnal part and then there's the surprise part that's the moral part i don't want this kind of surprise but it's sweet <laughs> so anyway sweet surprise oh my goodness we got a voicemail from little from uh james divine and uh it's audio and it's uh it's called little italian predictor and it goes yes. a little something like this did you know there's a little known Italian secret that can predict if your marriage is going to be successful? Oh. Yes. And it comes from my little five foot tall Italian mom. And I'm going to share that with you in a minute. But first, a shout out to my wife of 34 years. She's my best friend. We've shared life together for 34 years, raised four kids, and now we have eight grandkids. When people ask me how long we've been married, I tell them, not long enough. All right. Something that oh. good Italian boys do, which I am one of those good Italian boys, is they bring their girlfriends home to meet mama, to get mama's approval. And I was always so excited. All these girls that I was dating through high school, it seemed like I always had a girlfriend. I, I didn't have much self-esteem back at, uh. in those days. And I always felt like I had to have a girlfriend. And I'd be like, she's the one. She's the one. She makes my heart beat so fast. And I would bring her home to meet my mom. And then after dinner, it's like, mom, mom, what do you think about, what do you think about this one? What do you think about this one? Jimmy, she's a not the one for you. Time after time, my mama answered me, Jimmy, she's a not the one for you. Jimmy, she's a not the one for you. Jimmy, she's a not the one for you. I decided no matter who I brought home, she's not going to like anybody, and I'm just going to have to live a single celibate life. When I brought Susan home for the first time, I expected the same answer from my mom, but this time the answer was different. 
Jimmy, Jimmy, she's the one for you, I know. So I said, Mom, how is this one any different? You've always told me the same thing. She's not the one for you. She's not the one for you. And now you're telling me that this is the one? How can you know you just met her? Jimmy, I know she's the one for you because when we have a dinner, she asks for seconds. So now you know the secret Italian predictor of a successful marriage is lasagna. <laughs> it's overeating. Nice. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, that's so good. That's great. I want to have a voice like his when I grow up. I know, right? I know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Italians, uh, this one comes from David Godbout, my best friend in the entire world and is he italian uh, he is, he is. <laughs> okay yes he's half italian his mother is half full-blooded buddy and uh nice yeah he always he always says his his grandmother um was italian his mother is italian amer or yeah italian american he is american italian and his kids are just white kids <laughs> just they're just american they're <laughs> just so. kids they're just white kids it's, it's, it's so there's no there's no classification for them anyway this is called the best worst date ever a few years back a friend of mine danny c got four free tickets to a monster truck show in kansas city it was for an upcoming saturday night and he called me and wanted to know if i wanted to go which i replied well i got a date written on the calendar that night with my wife to which he replied great We'll make it a double date and it will be incredible. Our wives were good friends and volunteered together at our church. Let's make it a surprise date. He suggested meaning not tell them where we were going. I thought, uh, I, I wholeheartedly agreed with this idea thinking it would be, uh, it would take a great evening and make it incredible and to the scale of greatness. So we set it up and we told our wives we were going out to dinner and then to an after dinner event, but the restaurant would be and what the event would be was a surprise. It'll be an evening. You'll never forget. We told them we didn't know how true that statement would prove to be. So on, in the spirit of a monster truck show, we went to a barbecue restaurant <laughs> to set the tone yes. for the night. And we arrived in the parking lot of the restaurant and they were a little surprised that we chose this place, but things seemed to be good at this point. Uh, as we finished eating, they began to ask what was next. What was this secret event? Knowing they couldn't have guessed where we were going in a thousand years, we, you guessed it, we had them guess where we were going for a few minutes. And as it turns <laughs> out, this was not a good idea, resulting in a growing level of frustration in the hearts of the ladies. So after a few minutes, Danny announces, we're going to the Monster Truck Show at Kimber Arena. And he said it with such enthusiasm. The momentary silence was both, was in the booth was deafening. After about six seconds, Patty, Danny's wife says, no, really, where are we going? Oh. Need I mention that she wasn't smiling? Danny then pulls out four Ticketmaster tickets out of his pocket and fans them in front of the ladies as if it's the most impressive thing in the world. The ladies looked <laughs> at each other and then at us and said almost in unison, you have got to be kidding. We assured them that we weren't kidding and we needed to head downtown to the arena so we wouldn't be late. Did I mention <laughs> that it was January? And in the single digits outside, the girls were dressed in thin pants and fairly light coats. The, <laughs> the closest parking was three blocks away. So we dropped them off near the entrance only to realize when we got out of the car that we had the tickets with us. So they were left standing, freezing on the sidewalk. Our, our seats were right above the place where the trucks enter the floor of the arena and the starting line for the courses. Most people obviously seasoned veterans of the monster truck genre of entertainment. They had earplugs and ear protection, but we did not. And the volume <laughs> level was incredible and not in a good way. Also, it was well below freezing inside the arena due to the fact that all the exterior doors to the facility had to remain open because of the exhaust fumes coming out of the trucks, which because we were directly behind the starting line, were coming right up in our faces. I will give the girls credit. They made it to the end of the show. The walk to the car at the end of the night was quiet and made worse due to the fact that the ladies had to navigate three blocks of icy sidewalks in dress shoes 
For some reason, they held on to each other rather than allowing us to help them along. <laughs> I am sad to say that our friends are no longer married. However, my wife and I are only adding validation to the old <laughs> adage that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> David oh, got man. That's so good. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. He, this is him, by the way. This is the way he is. He has these great ideas that he literally thinks are the best in the world. And I look at him and I'm like, really, David? Really? <laughs> yeah. I maybe should think that through just a couple minutes. But he has. That's the thing. And it's never <laughs> occurred to him. It never, this sounds exactly like him, especially with his wife. Oh, I didn't think about that. He, he'll tell me things. And I think my whole role in, in his life is just to hold up a mirror and say, David, think about it this way, you know? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I could see how that would be. <laughs> Let me tell you a, a quick example. My, my family, you know, I've told plenty of stories about my family and, and, and I can laugh at the stories, but you can tell that I came from a pretty dysfunctional family. It wasn't great. Yeah. Um, my sister, on the other hand, one of my sisters, I won't say which one just for privacy reasons, uh, does not think any of it was funny that there was nothing redeemable about it. She lives with a lot of, of, of pain and turmoil, especially about the abandonment that she experienced when my real father left us. And mm. so David is friends with my sister and has a bunch of people and they're eating dinner and she gets up to go to the bathroom and he says, Hey guys, let's all not be here. <gasps> when she gets back. Oh, and so everybody you know, David's the pastor. He's the leader of the group. They think it's a great oh, no. idea. Let's do what he says. And so they all leave. And she apparently just falls apart in the middle of the restaurant oh. and, 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 and drives home and <sighs> she's staying with them at the time. And, uh, she has, she just goes straight upstairs. He has to go in there and smooth things over and talk it out. And oh, they have man. this three hour conversation about abandonment and, and all this. And so, yeah, every now and then I bring that up and I'm like, you remember that idea you had about leaving everybody, you know, yeah, let's, let's, uh, this is kind of close to that idea. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. There you go. Anyway, I'm done oh, <laughs> moving right along. Oh, God bless David. God bow. Yeah. Somebody needs to. Yes. Good guy. Well, I got a story from Hannah. All the way from Union City, Pennsylvania. You know we have a Union City right up the street from where I live here? Really? But it's not Union City, Pennsylvania. Nope. Yep. And it's not probably as awesome as Union City, Pennsylvania is. Sorry, I can't use words today. Um, she says, hi, James and John. Oh, this is Dates and Lion Mates. Okay. In the, in the theme of our show, Dates and Mates, this is Dates and Lion Mates. She says, I've been listening to the show for about two years now. I started chronologically, but I'm finally to the point of listening to the episodes as they air, and I'm ready to share a story. Awesome. There you go. Thank you, Hannah. I, I applaud you. Thank you. My husband and I were young teens when we started dating, so our first date alone, we went to our local zoo. We were both shy and spent the majority of the morning walking around, making googly eyes at each other, talking about the height of giraffes and the pinkness of flamingos. Yeah, you're so cute and handsome. I'm sorry. I'm just caught up in the moment there. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't in the story, by the way. I just added that. The flamingos was, but you know. Yeah, no, no, I got it. <laughs> sorry. As we walked towards the lion's exhibit, we finally worked up the nerve to be holding hands. And oh. we were discussing how we shared a love for the Lion King as children. Right as we got to the exhibit, we heard a loud roaring and the voice of a very concerned little girl. We looked up to see two lions doing something that was certainly not in our beloved childhood movie. <laughs> I wonder what they were doing. <laughs> now when we take our kids to the zoo, we listen to our six-year-old talk about how many hours lions sleep per day. And we shoot each other a knowing smile, thinking back to that first date when we saw the lion's mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for helping me through the height of this pandemic and making me laugh on my commute as I transition back into, into the world of a working person, Hannah. Thank you so much, Hannah. That was, 
great story. <laughs> you got to be careful at the zoo, right? Yeah, yeah. You never know what you're going to see. Yeah. No. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's nature. It's, but, it's nature. I mean, they uh, don't go back into the hidden part of the zoo when that happens. No, no. What are they doing, mommy? I don't know. Let's just go look at the flamingos. He's giving her a back massage. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is called uh, Tacky Tat from Stephen Forster, and this is the cringiest one of all. Oh, cringy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my story takes place in 2013 when I was 23, single, and I'd just gone through a terrible breakup in 2012. Uh, I decided to give online dating a try and I signed up for Christian Mingle. Christian Mingle. How would life have been different if they had had such things when we were young, John? You yeah, know? man. You literally I had to go life easier. mingle in Christian situations, but now they just match you right up. Um, yeah. After talking briefly to a few different ladies, I eventually zeroed in on a nice girl from Kentucky. Since I'm from Michigan, we decided to meet halfway in Ohio and spend the day together. And we met at a restaurant for lunch. We took some long walks and then we had dinner at another restaurant. The funny part of this date came during the long walk. As we talked about the funny things of being single, I jokingly said, every year that I don't find a wife, I lower my standards just a little bit. Next year, I'll start accepting tattoos. As if that joke was not really already a little inappropriate. It got awkward when she looked at me kind of shocked and said, Hey, I have a tattoo. <laughs> oh, no. Sure enough. Even. She had a small tattoo on the lower part of her left wrist. She now regretted getting it, so she had it covered up with her watch. Oh. And she forgave me for the bad joke, but I felt terrible for the rest of the date. Ultimately, it did not work out. <laughs> <laughs> Your standards weren't low enough, Steven. <laughs> Oh no. It's pretty bad. Christian Mingle. Oh. They should have a they should have a checkbox. That's what got me thinking about Christian Mingle. I'm like, I've never been on there and I could never sign up because then they would do some sort of leak and then my name yeah. would be out there and they'd be like, why is James on Christian Mingle? Because James <laughs> is curious about some things. And here's what I'm curious about is are there checkboxes for the kinds of belief that you have? Like, are you Calvinist? Are you not? Do you believe in free will? Do you believe it? Are you mid-trib, post-trib, or pre-trib? Do you, you know, (laughs) do you select what version of the Bible that you prefer? You know, and if you're really religious about it, are you KJV only? And you only take people that listen or read from KJV? Um, And is there a, a, a box for tattoos and piercings, you know, (laughs) all of those little finagles of religion would have to be accounted for to match you properly with, with, (laughs) with somebody that is succinctly designed and perfectly designed for you. I don't know. Maybe there's a click box, you know, you know how Google has a search and then I feel lucky, you know, maybe, maybe there's a submit button and a God's will button where it just oh. randomly assigns whatever it thinks God's will for your life is. I don't know. I don't know so how much it works. easier that way, but Wouldn't I, it? I'm just curious. So if I have ever, if I'm ever exposed, like uh, if the, if Christian mingles service ever gets let out and they're like, James, why is James on Christian mingle? I was not looking for a date. I was just curious about how just, it worked. I just wanted to know what was out there. Oh man. And I'm not, I'm not revealing any hidden sin right now either. I just want to let you know, I've never signed up for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I am not curious about Jeez. singles in my area. I I've seen them and uh, they're touching turtles and I don't want to be, I don't want to <laughs> be around them. So we're good. Well, that is our show. Ladies and gentlemen, that is oh, our man. show. It was so fun. Uh, surely you have a funny life story. Whatever your story is, send your stories, email or audio to that story show at gmail.com. That story show.com is the website review the show at review.nlcast.com. Um, that really helps us out a lot. And thanks to our patrons for your support with special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Carrie Wright, and Christopher Tynan support the work we do and get more from your favorite podcast today at patreon.com slash that story show. And remember when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or painful happens to you or your spouse, don't get stressed. Don't get depressed. Just think, Hey, this belongs on that story show. We'll see you next week. 
Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Man, we gotta do this again next week. We had so many stories. It's crazy. That's great. You know and what? We I'm... got some special patron only co- stories coming up next. We do. We do. So join Patreon and uh, patreon.com slash that story show. I also want people to follow me on Twitter. I don't have enough Twitter followers. So if you're on Twitter, really? um, at NLCast, that's, that's what you do. Just look up at NLCast and follow me. And if you don't have Man. a Twitter account, sign up for Twitter, follow me, and then forget about it. Yeah, there you go. I just want you to do this for me as a special present because you haven't gotten me a birthday present ever. Oh, it's it's only right. Yeah. I, I I follow you on Twitter. Thank you, John. Yeah, you. I haven't used Twitter. In he a long who time, follows but... me on Twitter doeth a good thing. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's record some bonus content now. Okay. All right. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.